we have Neptune exalted, which tells us that detail can be fuzzy. It can also be profoundly mystical and creative. And that the first business of detail is the ability to transcend the boredom of routine through a rich and daring fantasy life. You know, when everybody thinks about, when everybody, when many people think about the 60-second gate, they see an accountant somewhere. You know, the cosmic accountant. You know, they're doing all the numbers and you know they're checking all the detail and they're doing all the papers. That's not what it's about. Yes, that's a part of it. Yes. But that's not what it's about. It's about detail for life itself. It's about being able to detail the pattern of life itself. Whether that is describing the way in which a cell operates or in, way, or in the way the muscles move on the body when it's running as much as it has to do with figuring out your monthly accounts. In other words, don't limit this. And fantasy is essential for this. You see, logic is about being able to prove a theory experimentally. And yet the throat cannot do that. What the throat can do is imagine and describe in that sense its imagination of how that experiment could take place. And in order to do that, fantasy is an enormous tool. It's also deeply creative. It is this ability to fantasize that gives understanding its acceptability. That is, we have all had teachers that bore us to death. I mean, all of us have gone through schools where we had teachers that just bored us to death. And we had those that had some kind of flair, had some kind of fantasy. It is very difficult to translate and to offer to others understanding, logic, and make it as interesting as somebody telling stories and belief systems and all the other things. We all know how difficult it is to make basic mathematics exciting. It just is. So fantasy is very important for enriching the way in which understanding is expressed. So it's not just this bland, you know, logical, 